Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman. Gerald Borgay will join us shortly. And unfortunately, the Phoenix Suns fall to the Dallas Mavericks in Game 4, 111-101, and now the series is tied 2-2. Two to two. Saul, how are you feeling? <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to remain as calm as possible. That was, uh, that was rough. That was, that was rough. That was rough on many different levels. And it, and it sucks when you feel like, listen, one, one thing that I'm never, ever going to do is, is say that external factors have, you know, have much of an impact on a game, but I will say this for the first time in probably my entire life. Um, I felt like the Suns were absolutely taken out of the game from the jump, and uh, and it wasn't because of uh, of, of their own doing, uh, and which we'll get into here in a second. Well, let's get into it. Take us to the bar. So, what are All we right. drinking tonight? Uh, yeah, we're 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 getting the whistleblower whiskey right here uh, because I mean. Listen, across social media, you know, one, one thing that I like to do is, is kind of take the pulse on whether or not as a fan, we are being overly critical of the refs um, or if we have the, if, if our pulse is right or if we're just being fans and we're upset, like like Mavericks fans were upset uh, in games one and two because they felt like the whistles are going their way. I will say this, even the most ob- uh, objective uh, observer could sit here and watch this game and say, holy crap, the Suns are getting absolutely obliterated by the refs right now. Um, you had everybody from Jamel Hill to Shannon Sharp um, and, and dozens, I mean, dozens across across social, like notable people that are like, man, this is this game is being ruined by the refs right now. And it's, it was a fact. I mean, you go all the way back from the first Booker jumper where he gets hit, gets fouled, and on his follow through, he makes contact with Powell's head, and not only does he he get uh, he get a whistle blown on him, but he gets a technical, a which technical, is crazy, which is so it that like what why, why a tech of all things why a tech why not just a flagrant one if it was that egregious? I don't understand where that came from, and and then that just kind of set the tone. And James Williams, uh, first of all, the fact that James Williams is an NBA official is a travesty it's horrendous every time he blew the whistle in the first half he was basically positioned right there by the mavericks sideline who's standing up the entire game hooting and hollering uh getting really loud every single time they 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 thought they saw something and he fell for it every single time he blew the whistle on flops luca flopped so many times and you know what's so crazy is is that when this when the game started Luca goes full bore into DeAndre Ayton and and loses the ball. And DA had great positioning, didn't move, stood there like a statue, got hit, and he flopped on the ground like somebody just sniped him from the 200 level. And and then he got a tech right after that. And from that point on, it was everything favorable for the Mavs. Everything. So it's like 
Luca got a T really quick, and and even uh, Richard Jefferson and um, and uh, uh, Jones were were on the call uh, talking about how you know they need he needs to calm down because you know he, he's letting his emotions get the best of him. To me, I feel like Luca played the rest perfectly. He played the rest perfectly. He got them on his side, and from that point on, it was it was all it was all Maz calls from from that point. It was terrible. Awful. Yeah, he came out real physical, and the Suns paid the price for it today. So we got a couple super chats. Elon, thank you for your super chat. They said, Elon here, the refs need to be investigated. We have another super chat from Psycho Blue. Thank you for your super chat. They say, so the exact quote you guys had was, what else can the basketball do to us? Today they said, challenge accepted, hashtag rally the valley. I don't recall saying that, but if we did, then we did. And um, here's the thing. I'm not going to say that the refs were the only reason why the Suns lost this game, and we can get into that a little bit later, but I will say they are making, and it's not even just today's game. It is the playoffs in general, even in games where the Suns are participating. They are making it unenjoyable to watch basketball and that's the worst part about this and so you were mentioning you know the amount of of prominent people within like the sports space talking about this game specifically because this is the one that's on today of course and all eyeballs were on this matchup but just talking about how this is bad for the league this is not fun basketball if this is the way that the NBA is going to get to start going like, this is going to ruin the game for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go deep off the end into conspiracy theories, but we saw a lot of people being like, this is rigged. There's no way that this is this is how an, an NBA playoff game should be officiated. And I think that's just the worst part. I mean, listen, Chris Paul, for the first time in his career ever, had four fouls before halftime or by halftime. The first time ever, and he's 37 years old. Like, that's not playoff basketball, and it's not the way that playoff basketball should be officiated. Everybody since I have been alive has talked about how basketball, when we hit the playoffs, the whistles slow down. It's a more it's a more physical game. Like, you got to play a little bit harder, a little more tough. And I haven't seen that at all this playoffs, at all. Yeah, I, I don't. There's a lot of people that are upset right now. I, I'm looking at the chat right now, and there's people that are that are upset. Uh, you know, people want me to say that it's rigged and and all this other stuff. I I, I will. I'm not going to say it's. I'm not. Listen, I'm it's not hard. To, it, it's hard to tell if if games are rigged or not. Like it, it, like in hindsight, the Donahue stuff. Like yeah, that was rigged, obviously. Like but you know, in the in the moment, you just don't know. And like so, I, I don't like to ever go down that road because I don't. It's impossible to to prove until way way after the fact. So, but I w- what I will say is this: is that um, the the fact that the Suns could never get into a rhythm was mm-hmm. largely in part because of the refs' um, constant whistle blowing against them. Um, there was, and the other thing is, is like the consistency of all this. I, I don't understand if you're going to call Devin Booker for a fla- uh, for a technical on a follow through uh, after he gets fouled by Powell, then why doesn't he get the same courtesy later on in the game when he goes to the basket and gets smacked in the head? Uh, basically the same thing. What's the difference? The consistency here, right? Like the, the it, it, it's, it was just so wildly all over the place at the end of the game. And ESPN didn't even show the replay of it. And I'd love to see the replay, but Devin Booker gets by Luca and his arm comes up. Luca's not dumb. Luca knows he has the refs in his pocket at this point. As long as his arm comes close, and because of the angle that the ref had, all Luca had to do was just throw his head back, and the ref was going to make the call. And that's exactly what happened. Made the call, and it didn't even look like his elbow came anywhere close to Luca's face. And I don't even know if he even made contact with him. These are the things that that frustrate fans. And even objectively speaking, I've watched Luca before, and the reason why I'm not a big fan of Luca. Uh, Luka Doncic is because all game long for as great and as brilliant as he is on the offensive side of the ball he's equally as great and as annoying at flopping he just is and I thought we had gotten I thought we started to get away from this I thought there was a point of emphasis in the league that if you if you flop then that's a T or you get warnings like things of that nature to, to stop people from flopping it was basically the Manu Ginobili rule 
because he used to do that all the time. And now it's like, okay, well, this is part of the game now. And I don't like it. I don't like it because it stops the flow. I don't want to watch a whole bunch of whistles being blown. I don't want to see fucking dudes taking free throws all game long. I want to see basketball and I want these dudes to ball out. And the, and, and the, the other part of this is, is like, I, I, I very much would rather it be like, if you wouldn't make the call at the gym, right? If Luca was playing against Devin Booker one-on-one at the gym and he wouldn't make that call, then why are we making this call in the NBA? Like, just ball out, go. But, hey, listen, the, the, the player's going to take advantage of, of the refs as much as possible. Um, and the Suns, to their credit, they, they, they didn't do much flopping. Chris Paul didn't even fucking get – he didn't even get demonstrative tonight when he got some of his falls, uh, calls. I think some of them he realized, like, yeah, I fouled them, or yeah, I did that. But um, but maybe maybe the Suns just need to hell. If Devin Booker would have rolled around on the ground, writhing in pain, holding his face when he got hit in the head, I wonder if the refs would have gone back, reviewed it, maybe teed him up after the fact or what. I don't know. I don't know. I saw a lot of people talking about how they think that tech on book is probably going to get rescinded later on. Um, yeah. But to your point with the the flopping, even Shannon Sharp said, and he prefaced the tweet. Luca is my guy, but he's flopping like a fish out of water. This is ridiculous. And like, there's, I'm not going to say that he shouldn't do it ever because it's a, it's a port. It's a part of the game. That is a part of the game, whether you like it or not, it sometimes works in your favor. And if you're not going to do it, then, then you kind of got, and people talk about this, about the Suns all the time. And you just mentioned it. Like if Devin would have acted like his, he was in so much pain, could he have gotten an, a call for that? Potentially. People on Suns Twitter are constantly talking about how sometimes the Suns need to sell it more when they, because they just don't. They don't do that very often. But there, I think there is a line of when it, when it just becomes a little overboard and it's like, okay, this is just not, this is not enjoyable. Like, let's, let's calm down just for five seconds here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and, and, and in the chat, like a bunch of people are talking about, hey, listen, I think there's a, it is fair to a degree to say that CP3 does the exact same thing when he gets yeah. into the flow, right? He he's able to bait calls, he's able to to do a lot of that stuff. It's just uh, the inconsistency across the board. Not even just Luca, Jalen Brunson got calls. Uh, other dudes, uh, Powell was getting calls. Like it, it wasn't just one person. Luca is the main culprit, yes, but the entire Mavs team was flopping, getting calls, throwing their head back as if they just got punched by Mike Tyson in the seventh round, like. I, I it's it's inexplicable and i actually in for my screenshot i actually have uh a, a screenshot that i saw uh, on on twitter about one of the refs uh, main performances in home games and it is just egregious and i don't know the nba listen the nba has just got to clean this up i don't mm -hmm. think that this is necessarily anything that they're going to have to look into um at great length but i i will say that these refs will get reviewed and i think james williams specifically is going to have a lot of questions to answer uh, based on his own performance because it was piss poor. All right. We have a super chat from Manuel. Thank you so much for your super chat. They said, I'm going to be the annoyingly positive person and say we had to play like crap for two games, have the refs in their back pocket, and make 23s just to tie up the series. We'll come back strong in the desert. Um, I appreciate your positivity. I also, so says Jay, who's been a longtime supporter of the program on Twitter tonight, was um, he changed his name on Twitter to like positivity only and was trying really hard to be positive throughout this whole game. I appreciate you guys for that because it was really hard to find any positive yeah, points in this game. And we always try to at least find a silver lining if there is one. This one just kind of sucked altogether. But I do agree that the Suns – we ain't done yet. You know what I mean? Like we ain't finished yet. There is definitely a chance for the Suns to be able to come back home, pick up game five, and then go back to Dallas, pick up game six, or God forbid, if this has to go to a seven game series, I still have faith that the Suns will be able to pull this one off. But it just sucks. Today, today is just like, we're trying to be positive as much as we can, but here's the thing, like I'm upset. And I think that we're all allowed to be a little bit upset after this type of a performance, both Friday night's game well, and today's game, because it's just like, like I want, I want to feel like they're just as angry 
as I am. You know what I mean? I want to yeah. feel like the energy coming through the TV is the same energy we all have when we're cheering on this team. That's that's the thing. Yeah, and hopefully Gerald will shed some more light on the mm-hmm. Suns' frustrations with the refs and and basically the overall uh, two game set in Dallas, um, which I'm looking forward to. I have a lot of questions for for uh, for Gerald, including. Um, why we still cannot see Aaron Holiday get some minutes, um, you know, but we'll get into that. Um, the other the other part of this is just like the it's hard to assess where the Suns are right now, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, today, for example, like even or if you take the refs out of the picture, right, the Suns still I, I mean, the Mavs shot the lights out yeah. from three in the first half. You know what I mean? And they did enough in the second half. Um, shooting, shooting wise, to to really put the Suns away, um, so you do have to give them, uh, you know, some credit for that, obviously. But like, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I can believe in right now. Is it, is it the Mavs that that typically can shoot like this, or is it they they got into a good flow because at every you know at every breaking point there was a whistle that went their way? Um, is it is it their defense that's phenomenal on the other end because all of a sudden the Suns can't score for shit. Um, and they're struggling scoring. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is MIA. Uh, Cam Johnson's hit or miss. Uh, campaign is basically not even on the team right now. I don't even know what's going on with him. I, I don't know what to believe from this two-game series because the refs had such a dominant part of this two-game set. So there's a there's a lot of soul searching that's going to go on. I'm telling you what right now, like I'm 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 concerned. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about this uh, this series now. I was not concerned two games ago, and mm-hmm. it's not just because we were up two zero. It's just because I felt like we had a we had a really good matchup with the Mavs. But all of a sudden, things have turned a little bit. The Mavs definitely have a lot of confidence now after two games. Um, they got to come back to Phoenix if and listen. They're gonna they're gonna throw everything they possibly can and more at the Suns in Game Five because they know that if they could possibly steal one on the road in Game Five. That's uh, big. The, that's huge. That's huge. So, uh, and the Suns have to come out with the same kind of desperation that they had when they were tied two-two with the Pelicans on Tuesday. Which I, 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 I want to say I'm confident that they will. I was confident they they would come in today um, and and have that gas. But the refs kind of took that out of them. So I don't know what to think. All right, we have a couple more super chats, and then I want to go back to your topic of the Mavs shooting. So, Victor and Stephanie, thank you for your super chat. They said, let's be positive. Game five, the frustration of these games is killing us. We're an amazing team, and trust me, we will see our team come out strong after this. And then we had another super chat from Taboo's Tidbits. Thank you. They said Bridges is non-existent offensively. Make or miss, he has to shoot with confidence. Game five is a must win. Um, I agree with both of those comments. Thank you guys for sending them. Oh, we got another one from Elon. Says Elon here, Suns can't lose to Shark Tank Mark. Fair. But Saul, I do want to go back to the Mavs shooting. So uh, the Mavs went 13 for 39 on Friday night. And tonight they had 12 three-point buckets midway through the second quarter on 19 attempts. And then they finished 20 for 44. The Suns gave up the most playoff opponent threes in team history tonight. I personally don't think that the Mavs are that good of a three-point shooting team. I think for tonight specifically, our defense was atrocious. It did not look like the Suns' top three defense that we've seen all season. And I think part of it had to do with hustle and part of it had to do with the strategy coming in that we were seeing defensively from the team. And it, it, I just don't think it was working, and I don't think we pivoted quick enough. No, the, the, listen, the Mavs are in the Suns' heads a little bit when it comes to their offense. Uh, they're going five. They're spreading out five, five across the perimeter, and then they're going one on one with Luca when that opportunity presents itself. And then Luca's looking to make those plays. Um, and then the, the the supporting cast is is actually coming through and they're hitting shots. Uh, you know, Finney Smith was unbelievable today. He had a phenomenal game today. And we talked about like if Jalen Brunson and and, and uh, Luka Doncic can can hold serve and and you know and and do their you know their whatever their floor is if they can just produce their floor and others have great games then that that gives them a chance and that's exactly what happened today even davis uh davis bertrands 
when he came in. He Crushed made it. his first four threes. Just and they were they were nothing but net. Every single one of them. My guy came in for five minutes, played four, hit four threes, and then didn't see the court again for like another twenty minutes. Like I don't even understand how that happens. Like it's just and Monty's Monty's. Listen, the Suns were were closing out really really hard but almost too hard at times, and they were leaving themselves exposed um, on the perimeter because of ball rotations and people having to compensate for being out of position. Um, and the Suns have just got to clean it up. They're, they're in a battle right now. Gosh, we have so many angry Mavs fans in our comments right now. I'm kind of surprised. I thought you guys would be all celebrating with your own people, but thanks for the engagement. Really appreciate it. I'm yeah, happy, yeah, no. happy to have you here. Welcome. For sure. <laughs> yeah, like, listen, like, listen, we we you know we were we were dogging the Mavs fans. Or we're not yeah, Mavs fans. Yeah, absolutely. We were, so come we on, you can do the same yeah. thing. It's totally yeah, fine. Like, it's only even, fair. Yeah, I don't even care. Like, that's cool. You guys are in our mentions. You guys are all, you know, like, oh, you guys are gonna lose. Okay, cool. I mean, it's 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 a two-two series. I don't I'm still not worried that we're going to lose this series and and if and if somehow some way we absolutely we did then okay cool do you feel better about yourself all right go back to your you know your- a lot of people are complaining about our conversations around the refs today obviously more so on the map side of things and they were saying y'all weren't complaining in game two when the officiating was just as bad and if you go no, back and you watch we actually were complaining because even though it was bad on both sides, it was still terrible officiating. And we did complain about that because of the same reasons we're complaining tonight. It makes the game unenjoyable. It's not yeah. as fun to watch. Whether you are a Suns fan or a Mavs fan, fan or whoever is playing the game, if the officiating is bad, it's bad. And it's not fun basketball. Like, period. Yeah. End yeah. of discussion. Yeah. All right. Saul? What else did you see tonight from the Suns that you think needs to be cleaned up before game five? Well, you know, like I, like we talked about before the game, I needed some guys that were kind of missing in action to step up. Um, and one of those guys is Mikel Bridges. And Mikel Bridges did not, has not had a good – you know, everybody's going to talk about Chris Paul not having two good, two good games um, in Dallas. Like Mikel Bridges, I would argue, um, had an equally uh, lackluster effort um, in two games in Dallas, he did not shoot the ball very well at all. Uh, defensively, um, he got he got taken advantage of a couple times, uh, you know, and that's just it's just uncharacteristic uh, of Mikhail to to be had like that. And you know, and they had to switch off uh, Mikhail and put him on Brunson, so that way, um, you know, they could have a bigger physical guy like Jay Crowder and, and the mess match. I, I think the person that probably played Luca the best defensively all day in a single possession was DeAndre Ayton. Uh, on that one possession where he basically circled, uh, circled uh, uh, Luca around the 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 block over and over again, and then blocked his shot out of bounds. Like I thought that was the best, uh, you know, one on one individual performance on on Luca of of the weekend. But uh, man, the, they're just struggling. They are just really struggling right now mm-hmm. to to figure out where 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 their weak points are that they can they can kind of take advantage of uh in terms of the Mavericks because right now the Mavericks are are shooting the ball very well and when the team's shooting the ball as well as the Mavericks are it makes it harder to kind of take risks and put yourself out of position just slightly because we saw it multiple times just the slightest hesitation and then guys couldn't get over to that corner to defend the three. And that's where the Mavs kept attacking over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I think we just need, we need everybody on this team to really step up and listen, we could go down the list if we wanted to, but I don't really want to, I don't want to go down the list of every single player on this team who needs no. to step up and who and which way from left to right. But as a whole, I think it's safe to say that everyone on this team has to step up if they want to be successful in this series and get get the win of this series. So that that just absolutely has to happen. I also think the Suns are um they're not they're not shooting very well either, especially in these last two games. So Matt Peterson on on Twitter, he's a big time Suns fan. You guys should probably know of him. Said sun shooting from between the restricted area and three point arc short mid range uh, in games one and two. They were 45 for 79, which is 57%. Games three and four, 21 for 65, which is 
just over 32%. And we've been talking for a while, like that's the sun's bread and butter. And if they can't knock those down, they're going to have a really hard time winning games um, when they're shooting like that from an area that they are notoriously really good at. So that's going to, that's got to, the shot just got to fall. They, they just got to fall. And, and sometimes it's home cooking. You know, we talked about that before game three is that, you know, the Mavs are back in their familiar setting back home. They know they, you know, they know their spots. They know, you know, what makes them feel comfortable out there. And uh, they have the the fans behind them. And hey, and they came through. They held serve. Um, I think, you know, I, I'll say this in, in retrospect. I was probably a little foolish to just completely dismiss the Mavs as if they were some has-been or some wannabe uh, because I just didn't think they were that good, but, uh, they're, they're playing good enough to win these games. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know what, Hey, I'll take. listen, I'll take my medicine when it's necessary. I'll take it right now. It's okay. But that doesn't mean that I don't think the Suns won't win the series. Cause I feel like they will, uh, but they've, they've got to get right in game five. Yeah. They, they gotta CP, have a come CP, to Jesus moment. That's for C- sure. CP three. And this is my concern about CP three. Here, I'll say this right now. My concern with CP3 is not that that you're not going to get those performances like we saw in Game 2 or anything like that. That's not my concern. My concern is, is are you going to get enough consistent performances from CP3 in order to really be a threat to win a championship? That's my concern because for every good game CP3 has had in the playoffs, he's had you know a drop-off either the next game or in a, in a couple games thereafter. And that's what my fear is. And so in those games, everybody else has to step up. And that hasn't happened. It didn't happen in the Pelican series. It didn't, it's not happening in this series. So when is that, when is that trend going to stop? And Mikkel Bridges and Cam Johnson and campaign are three of the main ones that are going to have to help it stop. And they just have not come, come up big at all. We got another super chat from Victor and Stephanie. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. They said, hate on us if you want. Sons are never going to quit with a purple heart emoji. Appreciate go. that from you guys. Um, I feel like I need to address a lot of the math Sam's in the comments, and I'm not really, really. Uh, I know I shouldn't, but whatever. I'm going to do that. They're saying that I said the Mavs aren't a good three-point shooting team. I said I don't think that they're capable of shooting this good. Is Let me clarify what I meant to say, if that's what I actually did say. I know the Mavs are a good three-point shooting team. They're they're right there, one, one spot ahead of the Suns this season, the regular season, as far as three-point percentage goes. I got that. But yeah, against but the Suns team... But the, but the Suns aren't a good three-point shooting team either. So the when I looked it up for this speaking. regular season, statistically speaking, three point percentage, the Mavs are in fifth. At third, they're tied for fourth actually with thirty seven point six percent. Suns are in six, thirty six point five. What I was saying is, comparatively speaking, as far as this is between the Suns and the Mavs, if the Suns played defense like we saw them play defense all season long, I wouldn't think that the I don't think the that Dallas can shoot as well as it did tonight from deep, as well as it did Friday night from deep. But we're seeing that the Suns aren't playing defense like they know how to play defense, and especially with that three point line, like they are just leaving so many shots wide open. And yes. The Mavs are going to take advantage of that. But I'm talking about defensively with this Suns team, if they played up to their standards of defense, I don't think the Mavs would shoot as well as they're shooting currently against this team that we're talking about right well, now. I mean, they were shooting 69% in the first half from three. They were 12 of 18 at one one point in the first yeah. half. That's an anomaly. That, that just doesn't, doesn't happen. That's almost double their percentage. Like, it's okay to say that while acknowledging that the Mavs are a decent three-point shooting team, uh, but also acknowledging that they had a phenomenal performance in the first half shooting the three. 23s in the NBA is not an easy thing to do. No. Um, and it, it's okay to say that. So if people are getting offended, Lindsay, just ignore them. They're whatever. They got their heads up there. You know what's. <laughs> we got another super chat from Manny. He said these math fans about to get slapped with our girl. Just bring that same energy when, if you guys lose the, just just bring that same energy when you if you guys lose the series, like for real. Yeah, just just come through later on. We'll see ya. All right. So you want to name our draft king king of the game? Well, you know, it's it's a it's a lone bright spot on this beautiful Sunday day where uh, you know, there wasn't many bright spots, but hey, you know what? Let's give it to the moms. How about that? Yep. Moms are the king of the game. 
happy Mother's Day to all the, the fantastic moms out there, even the Mavericks fans. Happy Mother's Days to your to your to your beautiful families and the the ones that kind of hold it down and, and make things go in the household. Uh, you know, we all we we all came from one, and uh, you know, I love mine, and I know you love yours, Lindsay. And yeah, it's a it's a good day to celebrate the people that we love. You know. Absolutely. And uh, we got to give some flowers to all of the mothers out there. So happy Mother's Day to all of you. Make sure if you have not called or texted your mom yet, uh, be sure to do that before the day is over. All right, guys, NBA playoffs. We're in the thick of it. It might be a little bit rough, but here's the thing. You could potentially make some money by betting on games with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And this week, New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. And then if you hit there, you can leverage that $150 in free bets and hopefully even more cash for your pockets. Um, and if you're also looking to create your own parlay, you can combine multiple bets, um, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And then you have a shot at an even bigger payout. And right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg does not hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit. Uh, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. <laughs> I can't get over this. I can't get over this chat right now. This chat is off the hook. I mean, there's Mavs fans right now that are like, you guys were all talking shit after game one and two, blah, 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 blah. Well, like, yeah, we yeah, were talking shit. Yeah, the same you way you're look, talking shit right now after game three and four. You, you like, guys, that's what we do. You look like trash. and then We look like trash. That's what, that's okay. Like, okay, that's all right. how this works. I mean, Jesus, it's all right. Like, listen, people, listen, it's Mother's Day, okay? Take your foot <laughs> off the gas a little bit and make sure you don't say anything that if you couldn't show your mom she wouldn't be proud of okay how about that just, just today go ask, just go ask your mama for a hug it's okay hey, to hey, god help god now. help the loser of game five oh, <laughs> lord oh, that's gonna be brutal for whoever loses game five. Oh my goodness oh my god I, okay i appreciate uh super white shadow in the comment if he's being super gentle with it, it says sons are poop so okay. it was very, very PG like jab right there. That was cute. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Saul, you ready for some screenshots? Let's do it. Okay, it's time for some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for and near you. Saul, you want to start this one? Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned before, um, there was a statistic that came out on Kane Fitzgerald, who's one of the officials today, mm -hmm. um, and his stats on uh, refereeing home games. And it is appalling. My guy has a, a, a home team win-loss split of 41 and 14. 41 and 14. Which is crazy. A home teams against the spread are 34, 21, and 0. I, I, that is so crazy the score differential eight points i it just listen i i i get that uh the officials are human but they got they're getting played right now they they really are they got played by the mavericks today i don't know if i i necessarily agree with the 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 officials maybe getting played in game three um but i i know certainly when luca's running down the court and he's throwing up the money sign like like the the suns paid off the refs for whatever reason, uh, that's just that's just not accurate at all. Like even a casual observer wouldn't say that. Today, casual observers are like, "Damn, the Suns got absolutely obliterated by the refs today." Like, what's going on with it? Like, I, I, I try my very best to not come from a biased approach when it comes to the referees. Um, there's been times, hell, in the in the Pelican series, there's a lot of people that were complaining about the refs. Uh, you know, le letting the Pelicans be physical. And even me in one of those games, I was like, like, I get everybody's upset, but that wasn't the only reason why they lost tonight. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was about 
80% the reason why the Suns lost, and the other 20% was just, uh, you know, the Mavs shooting very well and the, and the Suns not being able to hit buckets when they needed to. I don't know if I'm at a full 80-20. I think I might be more or closer to, like, somewhere between 60-40, 70-30 because it was ridiculous officiating, but I also think that the, like, let's be honest, like, like, like our new friend in the chat said, the Suns played like poop tonight. Yeah. They did. You know what I mean? And credit to them, though, for at least being semi-close in this game at times, considering how poorly they did play to our to our standards. Yeah. Um, but I just I feel like this team just has to really take they have to take it personally from top yeah. to bottom. Every single one of them has to take ownership of their game and this series and and take things personally like they had all season long and whatever it is, find a way to fight through it, find a way to um, just whatever you need to do in order to get back to you controlling the game, you focusing on the things you can, that you have control over and not allowing other people or outside factors get into your way. But again, I, I, I will, it's still, it's still bad officiating. It's still, I will, I will also say like somebody in the chat, um, Luis Mendez, who's a Dallas Cowboys fan, which, you know, uh, whatever the Mavericks are drinking in Dallas, uh, clearly the Cowboys are not. Um, so is this Mavs defense going to get any credit? You know what, Luis, you're absolutely right. And the we Mavs, did give them credit on Friday as well. The, Ma the Mavs have absolutely stepped up their defensive performance in games three and four, without a doubt. Like that, even Luca has played better defensively um, in these last two games. But the crazy thing was, is that after game one, Luca said, and he vowed that the, the Mavs would not play bad defense anymore. And then in, in game two, he got cooked. It, it takes a team effort. And I feel like the Mavs have absolutely played better defense in the last uh, two games. So that's fine. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we'll give credit when we see it. Like, it's, it's, we're not opposed to doing that. It's just, you know, I think it's more that the Suns are just playing poorly than the Mavs um, playing otherworldly. I agree. All right. My screenshot for tonight was this gem of a tweet from Lil Wayne said, Luca Ho. <laughs> and here's the thing. I picked this as my screenshot because this was the only thing that made me smile and laugh tonight throughout this whole game. This was hilarious. I feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know. It's just one of just insults. It's kind of like, you know how before we started calling everybody a clown, when you called somebody a clown, it was like, ouch, that was rude. This is one of those insults for me. And I thought it was so funny. And the comments and the reactions, it, this was chef's kiss. So thank you, Lil Wayne, for the uh, laugh tonight. I, I, mean, I really needed it. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I, we might need to make that a shirt. <laughs> Just a screenshot of that on a shirt. Let's go. I mean, it just, it brought a little bit of joy in this otherwise um, not so joyful game. So shout out to you, Lil Wayne. Just a reminder, one more time, <laughs> COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. We got another super chat from Manuel said, are there even any Mavs fans? Like for real, I think you've been paying them people in the stands and these spammers are bots, LOL. And then he followed it up with an additional chat that said, or just mad Laker fans, yeah, lol. Yeah. I, I listen. I I think the cool thing about this is is that you know uh, some of these guys, some of these people, some of these women, whoever they are, are in our chat and they're watching our stream and they're like, well, the Suns have a, a post game show. I wish we had a post game show. That'd be pretty dope. So why not go be trolls in their post game show and 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 you know give it to the listen. This is almost a forum for both for both fans. Now, obviously, we're a Suns podcast, so. We're definitely going to be skewed in our in our views, but um, I have no problem having good good banter back and forth when it comes to logical takes. Like that's that's never been an issue, and I don't feel like it's been an issue for us. Yes, when CP3 goes off, we're probably going to glorify it more than oh I don't know if Luca goes off because we don't like Luca, and that's okay. That's not what we're here for. Uh, but I think we can still have good discussions back back and forth and talk about like the real reasons why. These two teams seemingly are flipping and flopping um, every two games. So game five is going to be very interesting. I'll tell you what, I think the Mavs are going to come out and I think they're going to play 
the best of the three games in Phoenix. I do believe that, but I also mm-hmm. believe that the Suns will have an answer for some of the things that they have been deficient at these last couple games. And I just cannot believe CP3 would play as bad as he has these last two games in game five at home. I just, I refuse to believe that that's even a possibility. I mean, it would be a shock because we haven't seen him have, you know, consecutive games in a row like this where he has struggled quite a bit. So I think it would be surprising based off of just his track record since he's been here in Phoenix. And hopefully that that is the case, Saul, and he doesn't play as badly as he had has in these last two games. Mm-hmm. We got another super chat from Everything Horror. Thank you. Said Mavs had the scariest mascot with Mavs man. Ugly AF. <laughs> I'm gonna need to look this up because I'm uh, not I'm not getting um I'm not getting a pic- a mental picture of what this sure. is. So we gotta see what that is. And then um there's another one too. Yep, Morton. Uh, uh bread. Yo, Monty must exploit DA more inside versus the Mavs. You know, I was hoping DA was going to have a big game. Uh, Same. Man, I, like, I felt like uh, early on he couldn't get his rhythm going, but I felt like he started to pick it up a little bit in the second half. But again, you know, it, there was times where there was multiple times DA flashed in the middle, was wide open. They didn't give him the ball. They swung it around the perimeter, and then he ended up taking a four shot or missed a bucket or whatever. Like Da has had opportunities to get the ball, they just haven't given him the ball, and it's a, it's a theme with this team. It's an absolute theme. And Monty, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, whether they pay this guy or not in the off season, Monty is going to have to answer for that at some point. Like he just he just is. You know, I know he likes to talk about well, you know, he he he's a he's a good team player and he likes to defer and blah blah blah. But there was times in that second half where I felt like Da was kind of done with it, done with the way the Suns were kind of playing and and wanted and wanted the ball and couldn't get the ball. Um, there was also a time where uh, I think it was uh, Cam Johnson had the ball free throw line wide open, hesitated. Campaign is wide open in the corner, and Campaign had just made a layup, um, and, and Campaign was wide open. Cam Johnson ended up throwing up a, a little floater, came up short, barely even grazed the front of the rim. It was like an eight-footer, and he he missed it badly. Um, and Campaign and him got into it on the court, like, bro, I'm wide open. Pass the ball, make the make the good basketball decision, uh, especially when you pass up a wide open shot and then air ball. Um, basically a, a, a midi. So it's just that that's what tells me that this team is out of sync. They don't trust each other right now or certain players don't trust each other right now. They got to work through that. Trust the process, trust what got them here uh, and they'll be fine. And, and, you know, this is a big test for them. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. So Shane just oh, found Jesus. the math man. Ooh, <laughs> that's that the is, chat was talking about. That, that is, is super good. creepy. That is Oh, cringe. Yeah, I don't like that at all. That's oh terrifying. Um, if you're listening to this on audio and you you don't have a mental picture like I didn't, disclaimer, if you go look it up. So that's your, uh, you're doing that on your own free will. We have another super chat from Rob. Said, thanks for the engagement, Mavs fans. Retweet that. I appreciate it. Yeah, hit that thumbs up button, much. huh? Please. Yeah, make sure you hit the like button. You can subscribe if you want, at least through the series. It's totally up to you. <laughs> We're happy to have you here. Um, Gerald is setting up right now, so he's going to be joining us, and he talked with Monty and a few of the players, so it'll be exciting to hear what Gerald has to say about this one. And in the meantime, we'll take a quick break so I can tell you about OG's brand. So right now, you can stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OG's. They also just announced that they have their new mini OGs, three milligram microdose options for those who may not be wanting to dive right into their regular 10 milligram options. Um, You can try the tropical flavor in either the sativa or the indica strains. And those mini OGs are available right now exclusively at Zen Leaf locations through May 11th. So if you want to get your hands on some, now is a great time to hit up Zen Leaf and find those mini OGs out there. But if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer and you just want to get a little more information or find one near you, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. All right, so while we're waiting for Gerald to get set up, 
Is there a positive that you can pull out of tonight's game? Is there any single thing that you can point to that you're to? This could be a silver lining or I didn't, I wasn't mad at this. I wasn't mad that Devin Booker uh, probably looked the most like Devin Booker um, in, in the last four games uh, today. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, he, he looked like he had more explosion going to the basket. Um, you know, he was finishing at the rim. Uh, he wasn't afraid of contact. Uh, you know, he was shooting the ball pretty well. Like, I, I liked Devin Booker's game today. I wish he would have been actually more assertive in the fourth quarter. I felt like he was deferring to other people a little too much. Uh, at that point, I felt like we definitely needed a Kobe or, or Michael um, experience. We needed somebody to take over the game because we were getting close. You know, we, we were cutting the lead down, you know, to seven, to six, to eight, to four. Mm-hmm. It was four at one point, and then – and then we were at six at one point, and then Finney Smith just went on this eight-point barrage on his own, and basically that was game after that, you know what I mean? And so they were so close. We needed somebody just to take, you know, that extra step and 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 either tie the game or, or give us a, a one-point lead. And I felt like if we would have tied it, I feel like the Mavs might have tightened up. Um, but you got to give the Mavs credit. Even when they cut the lead from 17 to 4, um, mm-hmm. they still held it together and, and got the dub. So, um, you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing I uh, take away from that. Gerald's here. Hi, everybody. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're, we're doing better than uh, the chat is right now because the chat is mixed with not only disgruntled Suns fans, which understandably so, but also shit-talking Mavs fans who have joined the fray. Uh, oh. They have found the PHNX Suns uh, broadcast, and they are all about it today. <laughs> They're so spicy. They are oh. spicy. Welcome, new friends. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald, you... I, oh, go ahead. Go, <laughs> go ahead. ahead. Uh, Gerald, I, I, we got to talk about the, the elephant in the room, obviously, with the refs and the officiating. Um, probably, you know, uh, objectively speaking, probably some of the worst, um, the worst basketball in terms of flow, um, and and just questionable calls um, overall uh, that I've seen in quite a while. Um, what were what were the players and, and maybe Coach Monty's take on the officiating tonight? Yeah, we we asked Monty whether he thought the officiating kind of got under the sun's skin or took them out of it a little bit, and he said you could definitely make that case. Um, I think all the players and coaches were in agreement that you know it was bad and it was hard to establish a flow. Um, but it wasn't the reason that they lost this game. And I think all of us would agree with that as well. Um, Devin Booker said he's played in over 500 games at this point in his career, and and he's never played in one that felt like that in terms of how disjointed it was, you know, flops being rewarded, um, you know, getting a technical call on him on a play that he was fouled on. Um, You know, I, I asked him about that, the explanation, and what he got was that he flailed his arm uh, on the follow through. And that's what got him to tech and, somebody followed up is that the first time you've ever seen someone get attacked for a play they were fouled on he said yeah pretty much like i he's why, never seen that why wasn't that a flagrant one instead of attack why was it attack i i don't know i i think it probably should have been but i think they just didn't want to go back and review it so they just went with a tech because they thought it was purposeful or something but i don't i don't understand the minutia and it doesn't make sense that distinction there but yeah, it, it was, I mean, it was a poorly officiated game. And I, and I think Mavs fans can agree, like, it was poorly officiated on both sides. There were some flops and some plays that were questionable, calls that were questionable. Um, and it was rough. And it definitely impacted the Suns more because, obviously, when you don't have Chris Paul for all, I think he played four minutes the second half. Like, that makes a big difference. Jay Crowder said they kind of missed his ability to settle them down to, you know, call out the right plays that are going to, you know, be able to capitalize against the Mavs, especially when they kept chipping away and it felt like there was an opening there. Having a guy like Chris who's able to dictate the offense in that way hurt them. And, you know, the ball just wasn't moving the way that it normally does with him out there. So we, we spent a good amount of time, obviously, talking about the officiating of this game and for everyone in the chat asking why we're not talking about officiating in game one and two. That's because we did that back when game one and two actually happened. So if you want to hear that, go watch those streams from those games. Um, but, Gerald, just what did you see as far as what the Suns didn't necessarily bring to the table or weren't able to accomplish tonight? Yeah, I mean, obviously the biggest thing is the three-point defense. Jay Crowder had said, you know, there's there's been gaps in our defense. Like and Booker mentioned, the way that they're spreading the floor right now, they're kind of dictating it. And Crowder said, like, we need to dictate the shots that they're getting. 
They're getting a lot of corner threes. They've been really good about generating those in this series and, and knocking them down. Um, there were a couple plays there where it felt like the Suns were getting close in that fourth quarter and they might have a chance. And then back-to-back -back corner threes, um, you know, with DA helping in the middle there, swing to the corner. The Mavs have been really specific about targeting him when he's the low man there in that way. Um, and, you know, he, he did a great job of holding his own in the Clippers series in, in a similar series like this last year, but it's been rough. And I, I think they were overhelping a lot tonight. Um, you know, Crowder said it's more execution than scheme, but I do think that they were stationing guys a little too far off the ball tonight. Um, you looked and you saw it. They were trying to close down passing lanes, but Luca's tall enough to see over those passing lanes and he was finding guys for open threes a lot tonight. That's something they have to correct moving forward and change because, you know, they, they just can't. Dorian Finney-Smith almost had as many three-pointers by himself tonight as the entire Phoenix Suns did. So the Suns have to find a way to generate more three-point attempts, and they have to find a way to limit the number that the Mavs are taking because you just can't. That discrepancy is hard to overcome, especially when the mid-range jumpers aren't falling like they haven't been for the last two games now. You know, Gerald, we talked a lot about um, just campaign overall. I texted you with frustration earlier tonight. Like, what in the hell can my guy, Aaron Holly, just get one minute, one minute, please? You know, and I thought for sure with Chris Paul fouling out and, and even picking up his fifth that with all the available minutes, we would have seen at least a little bit of Aaron Holiday. Is there any explanation as to why we're not getting that? Not, not a direct one. I, I kind of beat around the bush when I asked Monty about indirectly about campaign because i meant you know there was that stretch where with chris powell paul in foul trouble and campaign struggling they went with that point book lineup for a little bit so i asked him about that and he mentioned you know like campaign he he says everyone has bad games or something to that effect and so i i think that again we've talked about this before but monty's loyalty and his faith in his guys it's what empowers them, and it can also be a detriment in a small game sample size like a playoff series where if a guy can't turn it around, you know, he might still stick with them anyway. So we'll see if Aaron Holiday gets any time in game five if campaign struggles continue, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Payne back out there. Um, and, and a lot of his struggles, Monty's usually chalked that up to, like, he's on the scouting report now, and he's having to adjust to – being planned for in a way that even last year's playoff series teams weren't really planning for him as much. So he took a lot of them by surprise, but at a certain point, like enough with the excuses, he's got to be better or they've got to find a different Avenue to go down, whether that's, you know, on a night where Paul isn't in foul trouble, playing him a lot more rolling with point book lineups or giving Aaron holiday a look like they've got to figure something out. Cause he has, he's been, you know, a D plus C minus all playoffs long. I mean, mm -hmm. for for all those single people out there, find you somebody that sticks by your side through thick and thin, <laughs> like Monty sticks with campaign. Yes. What would you like to see more from Da? Do you think it has to do with him needing to demand the ball more, to have more intensity, for his teammates to find him more, for Monty to call plays for him more? What are your thoughts around Da? I think it's a combination of things. Uh, we asked Crowder about this uh, in post game because he was dominant in that game one. They had no answer for him. And this was coming off a Pelican series where he did the same thing against a much bigger front line in New Orleans. So Jay Crowder was saying that the Mavs have done a good job of speeding them up a little bit and taking away that first read uh, with DA usually being the first read on the roll there. So it's one of those things they have to find a way to get him more involved. Uh, he does have to be a little bit more assertive and, and strong with his screen setting and carving out space on his roles. But the, the Suns offense, just ha they just haven't looked like themselves on either end. And I think they're still going to get out of this series. It wouldn't surprise me if they win the next two games and it's Suns and six. But this team right now does not look ready to win a championship. Like they mm -hmm. don't, they're not playing the level of basketball that they will need to play to get past the Warriors or even Memphis at this point in the next round. And that's not even talking about, you know, the Bucks or the Celtics or whoever comes out of the East. Like this team has been, I think they're eight and eight since the start of April. They haven't looked like themselves. And yes, some of that was just resting guys, but they're letting other teams dictate what they're doing. And I understand in a playoff series, you have to change things a little bit to fit your opponent but they're not dictating the way that the games are being played. And, you know, you're hoping that with the series shifting back to Phoenix, they'll be able to figure things out again. Uh, but 
I'm just not getting a good feeling from the way this team is playing basketball right now. You know, it's so funny because Lindsay, I mean, you and I were talking about that same exact topic right before we came on. It was just like, there's just uh, right now, I don't have a good vibe about where this Suns team is at. And I don't know. I can't really place a finger on these last two games, Gerald, and maybe you can help us out with this is, you know, these last two games, it's hard to dictate what, what is really going on? Is it the Suns just not shooting well and turning the ball over at a crazy high rate, which, you know, 17 turnovers again today, like, or is it the, the Mavs just, you know, their, their defense, the refs helping a little bit, sure. But, uh, you know, is it the Mavs defense's strategy helping out their, their three-point shooting being a little bit better? Like what, I can't get a hold on this series right now. And it's kind of, it's kind of odd. I, I think game three for me watching it back was an aberration as far as, okay, you, you can have a bad outing every once in a while. I think tonight was one of those games where book showed up Crowder showed up again. He's been a constant for them in this series, but they need more out of Mikhail bridges. They need more out of DA. Those are their two guys that are supposed to punish teams when they focus too much on Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And when you take Chris Paul away for all but four minutes in the second half, that margin for error gets even smaller. So they need more from those two guys. Um, and they need Chris Paul to, you know, in game three, it was eight turnovers. In game four, it was six fouls. They need Chris Paul to be better. Like ever since he turned 37, like we like 36-year-old Chris Paul a lot better than the first couple of games for 37. 37-year-old Chris Paul sucks. It hasn't been Poor great. Thing. But, He's but, terrible. And it's, not, and it's not dependent on any one player because Crowder did say this is a collective thing. Like we all need to step up. Monty mentioned it. Like we need to take ownership and it starts with me. Um, you know, he mentioned making the mistake of leaving Chris Paul out there or putting him back in there near the end of the first half when he picked up his fourth foul. Um, those are things that he has to be better about. The Suns have to be better. And at this point in the series, a lot of it is just rising to the challenge. You know, at this point, you know the other team's plays. You know their schemes. It's a matter of execution, and their execution hasn't been great these last two games. I think they'll turn it around in front of their home crowd, but we are get, there was an air of inevitability about this Suns team during the regular season. I don't feel that way anymore. They look a lot more vulnerable and a lot less uh, immune to anything that opponents throw at them. Anything else stand out to you, Gerald, about this about, or anything additional you'd like to share with us that, that the guys told you? I need to go back and review the audio, but it sounded like when Chris Paul, Chris Paul was there for like two or three minutes and he looked over at Cole and said something and then got up and left. And I think he was asking, can I leave before I get fined for being asked questions about the officiating? So clearly not happy about fouling out with like nine minutes left in a playoff game. Uh, I'll have to go back and double check to make sure, but I think that's what he was saying. I mean, I don't blame him. I would have probably gotten fined if I were him too, but I wouldn't want to have to pay that fine because it's a hefty fee, regardless of how much money you make. Yeah. Well, you know, Gerald, you're you're out in Dallas, so uh, like I said, go out to Deep Ellum. I I, I said it right this time, Dallas okay. people. Uh, Pecan Lodge. Very okay. good barbecue. Uh, John Bloom actually was there yesterday, uh, per okay. my recommendation. And then he got a little three-meat plate, came back to the hotel, and guess who was in the elevator? It was CP3. And he looked over at CP3, and he said, and I quote, don't worry, CP. If anybody asks me, I'll say, I ate enough meat for the both of us. So there you go. Maybe, maybe, maybe Chris Paul needed to eat a, a, a little piece of meat there, here or there just to – you know, maybe maybe he's some more iron in that system or something. I don't know, man. We CP's missing something, man. You you hit an extra year and you start to lose like things in in your body and uh, yeah, well, he's struggling. I mean, I would hit him up and ask if he wants to go to the lodge with me, but I think they're already leaving. So yeah. next time. Next, next, next time. time. Well, Gerald, thank you so much. We hope that you enjoyed uh, your sister's wedding on Friday and Saturday. What, real, real quick before you leave, what are you thinking about writing tonight? Oh, that's a good question. Probably adjustments for game five and what the Suns need to get back to. Because um, let's be honest, they played about as hungover as I feel right now. So not great. <laughs> All right. That All means right. you had a great time at the wedding. That's right. Uh, Phenomenal happy time. for you and your family, Gerald. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. And of course, everyone listening, if you want to read the article that Gerald is going to be writing for this evening, head on over to gophnx.com and become a member today. 
Gerald, safe travels. We'll see you when you get back here. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right, Saul. Anything else to put a bow on this one from you? Uh, no, not really. Uh, also, somebody in the chat said Goldie's is the best barbecue in Dallas. And I did see um, a barbecue sauce today that I was watching on Meat Church. Um, so I might have to check that out. Well, there you go. There it's very go. random. I just feel like saying that out loud. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, we're going to take tomorrow off, but we will be back on Tuesday with the pre, uh, pre-game show and then, of course, our normal post-game show. So plan to join us then. Um, maybe just collectively log off of the internet today. Spend time with your moms and your family, and uh, we'll get back at it tomorrow. Also, before we go, there's a couple shout-outs I would like to make. Uh, first, Valley Tap Room. Uh, I, I'm, I'm making it a thing, Lindsay, that I'm going to rep local establishments that are that are local, like local businesses that I think are killing it out there. I walked into Valley Tap Room. It's out here in, off of Gilbert Road in the 202. Very dope. My guy Donald, see him, say, uh, Saul said uh, I could get the hookup. I don't know what that means. You might not get shit, but hey, you never know. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to say that. And then also, happy Mother's Day. One more time ever there uh, to everybody out there. Um, and before you say bye-bye, uh, Luca Ho. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>